welcome back to another episode of FN Sports Bets brought to you by the Drive-In Network. I am your co-host, Frankie Langer. Today, it's just going to be me giving my picks for week six. Uh, Nathan and I are both seniors in college. We're both trying to balance work and school and figuring out graduation. Uh, we've had some schedule changes the last couple weeks. We're hoping uh, this next week, which will be our week seven picks, uh, you know, we'll kind of get back to normal and both be on here simultaneously. But for now, I'm going to go over what happened in week five with our bets and then give my week six picks. So last week, we went 10-8 and eight on all the picks we made, all the spreads, over-unders, and money lines. There were four significant games that really flipped the whole betting record for last week. Uh, one's Miami beating San Francisco. The second is the Raiders really upsetting the Chiefs. Uh, third is Tennessee having a major upset against the Bills. I think that was on Tuesday night when Tennessee hadn't practiced for 10 or 14 days, something crazy like that. And then the fourth is the Cowboys and Giants game going over. I thought that the Cowboys would score a good deal of points and the Giants would kind of get shut out and the game would go under. Obviously, condolences go out to Dak Prescott, and I'm really interested to see uh, what his next year looks like after he you know, recovers and rehabs. Um, I'm curious to see if he is, in fact, a Cowboy next year. So that will be interesting. Um, overall, we have went 30-19 and 19 through six weeks. And it, that's not the worst thing, but... Um, Last week really did, you know, eight bets that we didn't hit on is, is pretty significant. And so hopefully this week we can kind of widen that gap. But again, we're above 50%, and that's kind of what you want to start. Um, obviously, as you go through a season, you're going to kind of balance out. Uh, it's kind of like the law of large numbers. I've mentioned it before. But, um, you know, anyone can go 2-0 and in the first week. But really, you want to see how much you can, you know, what your progression is going into the season more and more. So we're into week six now, so let's get into the games. Uh, the first game is the Chicago Bears playing in Carolina, playing the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are a two-point favorite here. Um, and again, Nick Foles is still starting for Chicago. I don't think we're going to see Trubisky this year, uh, barring an injury. Uh, with that being said, I like Carolina here. They're a two-point favorite, the over-under at 45. Um, both teams can score points. I think that the over is actually pretty good here um, because, I mean, we saw the Bears score, uh, and, and the Panthers have a solid defense, but, um, you know, they still give up points, and I think that the Panthers, even without Christian McCaffrey, they can score a lot of points too. So I like over 45 here. At the same time, I like Carolina to win and cover here, minus two. You know, for all we know, Nick Foles will come out and have a really good day, but if you look at, you know, the Bears are 4-1, and one, and I, I understand that. I understand they're 4-1. But if you look at who they've beaten, they've beaten the Lions, the Giants, the Falcons. Obviously, they beat the Buccaneers with Nick Foles, but they also lost the Colts with Nick Foles. And so when you look at a team that doesn't have stability at the quarterback position, it's hard to put money on them. And so the Bears might prove me wrong here, but for now I need to go with Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater. They've looked really good. Robbie Anderson is the receiving yards leader, uh, I believe, in the NFC. And so, um, you know, that team kind of, when you have a team that doesn't have a complete number one guy, it doesn't have a Calvin Johnson, a Des Bryant, they really do dish the ball around. And I think that that keeps the defense on their toes. Uh, again, the Bears have a fantastic defense. And Khalil Mack, especially up front, Eddie Jackson on the back end, Kyle Fuller, they've got good defense. So, uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting way to see how Matt Rule kind of prepares, you know, his first year in the NFL, prepares for a pass rusher like Khalil Mack and the defensive back group that's 
really hard hitters and solid players. Um, and I'm interested to see how Teddy Bridgewater plays against Khalil Mack in this defensive line that's proven to be really good when he has pressure in his face. So for now, I have to go with Carolina minus two. Again, I might be proven wrong with Nick Foles. I also like the over here, over 45. Um, the next game is the Detroit Lions in Jacksonville playing the Jaguars. The Lions are a three-point favorite, the over-under at 55 points. Uh, that's a lot of points. I don't think I'm going to take the either the over-under here. I'm not going to bet on that, but I am going to take Detroit minus three. I think they get uh, their second win of the season here. They obviously beat the Cardinals with the Cardinals had a uh, injured and out secondary. But the Lions have been in most all of their games. I mean, I think back to week one, if DeAndre Swift catches that touchdown, uh, they win. And so Detroit has been in games, and they have the pieces. They just haven't been able to put together late in games. You know, they've given up leads, things like that. And the other end, uh, the Jaguars had a good start to the season. I did lose money on them uh, a couple times. One was them playing the Dolphins, uh, and Fitzpatrick had a very good day, and, and we'll get to him, obviously. Um but I like Detroit here. Uh, they get. I think that Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are both playing. Uh, obviously, oh, their tight end from Iowa, whose name is uh, eluding me right now. Oh, Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. They've got weapons. Uh, I'm not sure if he's actually on the COVID list, but regardless, they've got weapons on offense, and they just need to stay in this game. They've been in every game pretty much, and they just need to finish. I think they will against the Jaguars. Uh, the next game is the Atlanta Falcons at Minnesota Vikings. Uh, for now, I think this game is voided or not being played. I just saw yesterday the Falcons uh, had to close their facility due to a couple positive COVID tests. Um, so, you know, if anything else comes out about that game or rescheduled, we'll, we'll go over it. But for now, we're going to skip it. The next game is the Houston Texans playing at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are three-point favorite, the over-under at 53 and I think that this is one of those games where you kind of have to pair up over-unders and spreads. So, uh, and this hasn't worked for me in the past, but I really I like this strategy. And the strategy is, if the Titans win in cover minus three, I think this game goes under. And why I say that is, if the Texans offense starts coming out and going three and out, or, or having very short offensive series, I think the Titans and um, Derrick Henry extremely will... He'll take advantage of the fact that the Texans are going three and out or, or having problems on offense, and they're going to run the hell out of the ball and chew up the clock. And so uh, I like the Titans to cover here, minus three, especially seeing what they did against the Bills uh, on Tuesday night. So I think if the Titans cover minus three, it's going to go under. And I understand they've scored a lot of points this year, but when you play a team like the Texans, that if you look at their first couple weeks, they've been going three and out like crazy. It would be uh, it would be dumb to not run the ball against them and chew up clock. So uh, obviously the Texans had a win last week after firing Bill O'Brien. Um, so I think that if you're going to take the Texans here to cover plus three, you need to take the over over fifty three because I think it's going to be a shootout then. Uh, so I kind of paired those two up, but if I had to just make one pick. Uh, and not pair stuff because that is pretty risky. I'm going to take the Titans to cover here, minus three. I liked what I saw on Tuesday night, even with a lack of preparation. Hopefully they can actually practice and be in meetings this week, and so they should be even better. Hopefully Corey Davis comes back, and they have great threats on their offense and a solid back end of their defense. So um, I like them here to cover, minus three. 
it'll be very interesting to see how J.J. Watt and that whole front line of the uh, defense for the Texans kind of goes plans for Derrick Henry and things like that. So, uh, you know, make sure to look out for Ryan Tannehill. Ryan, excuse me, Ryan Tannehill on third downs to really have to make some throws if they do kind of uh, go after Derrick Henry here. So that will be really interesting to see uh, what his. It will be interesting to see what his prop bets are for his yards and carries because. If the Texans' defense comes out and their only goal is to stop Derrick Henry, it will really make Ryan Tannehill start to throw. And then you got to start looking at the over here. So um, we're going to kind of have to see. This might be an interesting uh, prop bet for some stats. But for now, I'm still going to take the Tennessee Titans to cover minus three because they've looked good. Next game is the Washington football team playing in New York, playing the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants are a three-point favorite, the over-under at 43. Uh, initially, I was going to take the over here, end up crossing it out, and I'm only going to take the Giants to cover minus three. And uh, I really liked what I saw from Joe Judge and this Giants team last week playing the Dallas Cowboys. The Washington football team, obviously, last week, it was really exciting to see Alex Smith uh, back on the field again. I think he had something like 17 surgeries and at one point uh, had an infection from his tib-fib injury that could have killed him. And so it was incredible to see him back on the field. But that team has front office problems. It's got quarterback problems. It's got defensive problems. Uh, there's a lot going on there. And obviously they have Chase Young, who's back and healthy now. And they, they have a good defensive line. But um, Right now, I got to go with the Giants, and it's hard to bet against a Nick Saban or Bill Belichick disciple. Um, so I like Joe Judge here, and I like this Giants team. They look like they could get a win this week, and I think they will, and they'll cover minus three. The next game is the Cleveland Browns playing in Pittsburgh, playing the Steelers. Obviously, the Steelers last week, Chase Claypool had four touchdowns uh, in a game against the Eagles. They ended up being pretty close. And so what I think the big matchup for this game is the wide receivers of both teams against the DBs from both teams. I think that uh, last week the Browns showed that they have a pretty good uh, secondary, and I, I'm not sure if Greedy Williams did in fact play. Uh, but they've got some players on that back end. Then when you look at Pittsburgh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, Steven Nelson, they've got incredible people on their back end too. Uh, but what we saw late in the game was that the Eagles could score some points. And so... Uh, the Steelers are a three-point favorite, the over-under at 51. And uh, before I give my pick, I think it's important to say, I'm not saying the Browns receivers, Odell, uh, Njoku, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins, I'm not saying that they're, they're bad players, but what I'm saying is I think that the defensive backs for this Pittsburgh Steelers team are going to step up this week after giving up so many points to the Eagles who really lack wide receivers and so I think that um, I, I don't expect to see crazy production out of Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry or at least one of them will and they're going to double another I think that Odell sees a lot of Minka Fitzpatrick this week even though he is a safety um, so I think the Steelers cover here minus three I just think their offensive weapons especially when you watch the film of last week and you see Claypool and they still have Juju Smith-Schuster James Conner uh Deontay, jo Deontay Johnson, they've got tons of threats on the field. And so uh, I like Pittsburgh here. They look like they're one of the best teams right now uh, just from a offensive production. And uh, obviously Big Ben is still getting comfortable after a uh, elbow surgery. So I think they're going to keep getting better. I like the Steelers to cover here, minus three. 
Uh, I'm not going to bet on the over-under. But I might be proven wrong. I mean, two weeks ago I bet against the Browns when they were playing Dallas, and they came out and scored, I don't know, 47 points, whatever it was. So I might be proven wrong, but for right now, after seeing what happened last week uh, with the Eagles game, it was obviously close, but at the same time, I think that the defense for Pittsburgh kind of comes back here and uh, shows really that they're a top-five defense in this league. I think it's important to note the two pass rushers on both sides. I think it's to look at uh, T.J. Watt and how he'll go against the Browns' offensive line. Obviously, Miles Garrett, who's a game wrecker. And so uh, I think that you know the beginning of this game is going to be rhythm throws for Ben Roethlisberger. It's going to be screens to James Conner. I actually think James Conner is going to have a really big game. Uh, if you look at third down production and just having a lack of time in the pocket when you have Miles Garrett kind of pinning his ears back on third downs. So it'll be interesting to look at James Conner's prop bets. Again, I might be proven wrong, but this Browns team, uh, I think they're 4-1. and one. There's something that, you know, they have a good, good amount of wins here, but uh, I like the Steelers here to cover minus three. Moving on, it's the Baltimore Ravens playing in Philadelphia, playing the Eagles. The Ravens are a 7.5-point favorite, the over-under at 47 points. And I'm taking the Ravens here to cover and the over. And uh, why I'm taking the over, at least, is the fact that I think even with a lack of any offensive weapons, uh, and it, I, it's hard to... I mean, I bet against the Ravens, not in a money line, but I bet for teams to cover against them. I mean, I bet Cincinnati would cover plus 12. Um, I think that the Ravens are going to score something like 38 points here. I mean, the the Eagles' defense isn't particularly uh, that good. I mean, obviously, Darius Slay is a good addition. Um, Brandon Graham up front. Fletcher Cox, I think, is playing. Uh, But this Ravens team offensively looks relatively unstoppable when you're not looking at them playing the Chiefs. So I think that they cover and it goes over here. I think that the Ravens win regardless. I don't think this is going to be a 49ers-Eagles situation. I think that the Ravens, uh, I think this is a lock of the week that they win. I mean, if you're going to put a ton of money on it, I'd do it. Sorry if I lose you money, but from what I've seen, the Ravens are going to win here. I'd like to see him cover 7.5. Obviously, that half point is kind of tricky, but... From what I've seen from them, it looks like they're going to blow out a team like this. Uh, Their defense was playing out of their mind last week. Obviously, they're playing the Bengals, who have a pretty poor offensive line, things like that. But, I mean, still, I I, I like the uh, Ravens' defense here against the Eagles' offense with a lack of receivers. Uh, So I'm going to take the Ravens to cover here, minus 7.5, the over 47. Um, the next game is the Cincinnati Bengals playing in, in, in Indianapolis, playing the Colts. The uh, Colts are an eight-point favorite here, uh, the over-under of 46.5. I'm not going to touch the over-under, but I will speak on the uh, on the spread. I think if you're looking for a risky pick, you take Cincinnati to cover plus eight. I know I just said I took them to cover last week, and they didn't. But um, they look like they have a, you know, they're improving offensively. Uh, This Colts defense is really good, but the thing is the Colts haven't scored a lot of points. And so if you're looking for a risky pick, I'd take Cincinnati Cincinnati to cover plus eight. But I I would also take the money line here of the Colts. Uh, 
Again, their defense uh, is really good. I think they're a top five defense right now in the league, especially with DeForest Buckner up front. But uh, the Bengals look, you know, they need some offensive line help, but Joe Burrow looks like he was the right number one pick for now. Uh, and he might keep him in this game. If this was a little bit of a smaller spread, I probably wouldn't take it. But the fact that's eight points, uh, I think that's that's okay for now if you want to get risky with it and take plus eight for the Bengals. But I would just take the money line of the Colts for now, given that their defense uh, will most likely confuse Burrow and kind of uh, get him off track. So I like the Colts here to win. The next game, which is a real good one, is Green Bay playing in Tampa Bay. The Packers at Buccaneers. Uh, when I printed off this sheet, this was a pick'em game. I haven't checked the spread uh, as of this morning. And the over/under at 55. Uh, what what I got for this is I think I'm gonna take the over here. And why I say that, it's kind of like a chain of events. But when you look at the, how the Buccaneers have played this year, they've kind of played to the level of who they're playing. Uh, I mean, when you talk about the Bears game. When you talk about uh, the Chargers game, for example, and I think the Packers score a lot of points here, and Aaron Rodgers looks like he's an MVP MVP candidate this year outside of Russell Wilson or with Russell Wilson, uh, and so I like the over over 55 here. I think it's going to be a pretty good shootout, especially in some warmer weather in Tampa Bay, um, and I like the Packers to win here. I think that they're a uh, really good team this year. I think a lot depends on. Devontae Adams and Leonard Fournette. I think if Leonard Fournette is playing for the Buccaneers and Devontae Adams is not, I think that uh, the Bucs have a better chance just because Leonard Fournette can really ice games, especially if it's close. I think if Devontae Adams is playing for the Packers, I think that they're going to win here. Um, Given that when he was out, the chemistry that Rodgers found with other pass catchers, especially Aaron Jones out of the backfield, they've got tons of weapons. So if Devontae Adams is going to play, I think the Packers win here. Uh, the spread might have changed. For now, it's a pick'em game. I'll be interested to see. Uh, I'll check obviously after recording what the uh, what the spread is now. But I like the Packers to win here. Uh, I think they cover if it's within one or two points, uh, and the over over fifty five here. The next game is the Sunday night game. The Los Angeles Rams playing in San Francisco, playing the 49ers. The Rams are three and a half point favorite. The over under fifty one and a half. I didn't write anything for this game. I think that both teams are inconsistent. We saw the Niners lose to Miami last week, which lost me money. I've seen the Rams not cover this year. Both teams look um, not like they have in the past. And this, to me, seems like a pick'em game. But the one deciding factor for me is that uh, the Rams have a healthy quarterback. And so what I saw last week from San Francisco, obviously C.J. Beathard coming into the game the second half, it was either due to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's lack of production or he's still hurt. That's the report that I heard before the game is that he's not 100%. So if you're going to play on it, that ankle, I should say, if you're going to play on that ankle and you're not 100%, you're not going to be 100% the next week. If anything, you're going to really... You know, that injury is going to start to amplify a little bit. And so I like the Rams here. I'm not going to take them to cover because they haven't covered before. Uh, I'm not going to pick on the over-under. My gut's telling me to take under. I know I've said that's an irresponsible thing to do this year, but I'm just going to take the Rams to win. Even though it's only three and a half points, I have not been confident in them covering since I've lost money on them. 
the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, Jimmy G, who knows? Jimmy G might get a couple of Novocaine shots and come out and play well. But it, last week just looked sloppy. He's not playing the second half. He's definitely not 100%. So uh, the my logic for this pick is that the Rams have a healthy quarterback, so I'm going to take them to win here. That's all I'm going to take for this game. Uh, all right. Next game is the New York Jets playing the Miami Dolphins. So the Jets released Le'Veon Bell and Joe Flacco is starting. The Dolphins are a 9.5 point favorite, the over-under at 47. So what I wrote was I wrote that the Dolphins were going to cover and it was going to go over. Uh, 9.5 points is a lot, and part of me, especially my gut feeling, is thinking that Ryan Fitzpatrick at some point is going to have a terrible four interception game and they're going to play Tua. So I think that that's not an if, it's a when. For now, I think that I'm going to take Miami to win. Uh, just with, you know, the Jets have a lack of offensive production and weapons. Jameson Crowder really is their best receiver right now, I think. Um, Joe Flacco is really just proving to people that he can still play in the NFL. I don't think that he's a long term person for the Jets. So, I like the Dolphins to win here. I don't know if they cover minus 9.5, but who knows? The Jets let go of Le'Veon Bell, and maybe they're motivated to show that they don't need him. I I like the Dolphins to win here, and I think this game goes over. I think that uh, both quarterbacks are going to kind of be slinging it around. It's not like either team has a dominant defensive line. So... uh, I think this game will go over 47. I think that's kind of low. Um, So I like the Dolphins to win here, and I like the over, over 47. Um, Speaking of overs, the next game, Denver playing in New England, playing the Patriots. Uh, Broncos at Patriots. Patriots are a 10-point favorite. The over-under at 45.5, which I think is the lowest over-under. Oh, outside of Chicago, Carolina, this is the the lowest over-under of the week. Um. Again, I didn't really write much for this game either. The Patriots have Cam Newton coming back from the COVID year. It just didn't... This is is hard, man, with COVID and with people being out or not being able to practice. Um, With that being said, the Broncos, if Drew Locke isn't coming back anytime soon, I haven't looked at his injury report in depth, but... um, for the Broncos, I think that Bill Belichick finds ways to confuse them, whether it's mixing up coverages or, you know, blitzing off the edge, uh, whatever it is. I think that you really have to trust the coaching staffs here. Vic, Fang- Vic Fangio, I believe that's his name. I'm saying that correctly, um, is a good coach for the Broncos, but it, it kind of to me doesn't compare to the coaching tree and the coaching style of Bill Belichick. I think that he's done really well with the change at quarterback kind of and you know maybe they'll cover uh this over under is 45 and a half i think there's a chance this actually goes under i know i said it's irresponsible to bet unders but when you look at a quarterback that's really not established if it is brett ripian going against a bill belichick defense i think he's going to confuse the hell out of them um i'm not going to take a spread here but i think that this game goes under 45 and a half and the patriots win uh, the Monday night games, starting with Arizona, the Cardinals playing in Dallas, playing the Cowboys. Obviously, the Cowboys lost Dak Prescott last week uh, to a horrific injury. Um, again, I said this in the intro, but condolences go out to him. I'm really excited to see him and 
next year and uh, wherever he is playing. I think that's an interesting situation. But uh, the Cardinals are a two-point favorite, the over-under at 55. So Andy Dalton uh, is a pretty damn good backup quarterback to have. Uh, But with that being said, for some reason, it seems like teams have been coming to Dallas and playing out of their minds. And I think DeAndre Hopkins has a huge game. I'll be interested to see what his prop bets are. I think Kyler Murray really gets on track here on a Monday night game. I think he's going to showcase incredible skill. Uh, I think that the Cardinals cover here minus two. I think the Cowboys uh, have a lot of talent, and they're going to stay in this game. CeeDee Lamb looks like a really good pick, uh, and they've got weapons. They've got a solid offensive line and a good pass rush. But um, I like this Cardinals team. And uh, if you're thinking, you know, this is a pretty close one. The thing we've seen that's hard with the Cardinals is, um, you know, this offense really is based around, like, quick game. Uh, It does look like a more what you'd call a college offense or close to what Kyler Murray played in in, uh, at Oklahoma. And that's kind of what Cliff Kingsbury wants to do. Uh, I heard, who was it, Rodney Harrison on a Sunday night uh, football broadcast talk about that he feels like Cliff Kingsbury is just calling plays to make Kyler Murray the MVP. I think that's a little bit of a hot take, but I understand what he's saying. Uh, I think that the Cardinals kind of need to get the run game going here if they are going to win and cover. Uh, Again, you know, kind of a short week for Dallas, it feels like, just with a quarterback situation. I can't imagine what that building is kind of scrambling to do right now, but Andy Dalton is a savvy veteran in this league. Uh... Part of me wants to take this upset, even though I said the Cardinals are going to cover minus two. Uh, I think I'm going to flip. So I'm going to take Dallas. <laughs> oh boy, am I going to regret this. I'm going to take Dallas to cover plus two. I think they rally behind Dak and they get a win this week. Uh, I will definitely, look, I'll, I'm going to circle this now. This will be the first game that we or I revisit next week. Uh, Arizona at Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas to cover plus two. Come on, Zeke. Hopefully Zeke has 200 yards rushing. Cowboys get a win here. Uh, Cowboys plus two, not touching the over-under. The last game, Kansas City playing Buffalo. Both teams coming off a loss. Um, man, this is this is a tough one, too. Uh, the Bills are coming off a loss to the Titans. The Chiefs coming off a loss to the Raiders. Obviously, the Chiefs game was a little bit closer than the Bills-Titans. Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite. The over/under at fifty-seven and a half. Uh, I think that's a lot of points between these two teams. Obviously, we saw Buffalo didn't score a ton last week. Uh, I think Kansas City really starts to get back into a rhythm here. Minus three and a half, they cover and win. And we got to talk about Le'Veon Bell. So Andy Reid has everything he needs offensively right now. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Elair, I think I'm saying that right. Sammy Watkins, Michael Hardman, uh, LaShawn Mc- No, sorry, not LaShawn McCoy. That was last year. Uh, no. Oh, boy. My mind is going in a spin cycle right now. They've got so many weapons. So many offensive weapons. Uh, this Bills defense does look pretty good. Uh, obviously, Josh Norman got a taste of Derrick Henry last week, but he's been pretty solid in coverage. I know he's kind of at the back end of his career, but uh, I I think that, man, 
I think that what we saw last week from this Kansas City defense is they struggled against the power concepts that John Gruden did uh, play to. I actually saw there's a play, I think it was a fourth and one. Alec Ingold is their fullback. He went to the University of Wisconsin from my hometown. Um, they ran Spider 2 Y Banana. Or it might have been Spider 3 Y Banana on the left side, which is a classic Gruden power scheme where you give the ball to the fullback. I think that if Buffalo studies some tape and they do come out in a a large power scheme and they're not slinging the ball down the field, uh, which they have kind of been doing recently with Josh Allen and his big arm. I think they have a, a potential to upset here. But, you know, Kansas City coming off a loss, I think that they're going to be fired up, especially Mahomes. And I'll be interested to see if Le'Veon Bell's on a snap count, if they get him in at all. I'm sure that right now they've got a package of five or six plays where they're saying, hey, this is exactly what you need to do. Don't worry about protection. Don't worry about this scheme. This is exactly what you need to see. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell is, I mean, he's an incredible running back. I know that he's went to the Jets and there's a lot of drama with the Steelers. But when you look at statistics and his game, he is extremely good and extremely talented. He's fast. He's strong. He can catch. Um, I like Kansas City to win and cover here. Minus three. Buffalo's coming off a big loss against Tennessee. Uh, and I think that Kansas City is fired up. Again, the only thing I see that can make Kansas City lose is if Buffalo comes out and looks at the film of what the Raiders did offensively against this Kansas, City's de Kansas City defense. Um, I think if they come out with a power run scheme and a lot of short, uh, you know, things that don't mean a seven-step drop for Josh Allen to throw downfield. I think that they could win an upset here, but for right now, I need to go with Kansas City coming off that loss to the Raiders. I think they're going to be fired up. They're going to cover minus three. Uh, so those are our picks for week six. Obviously, we'll return next week and see what our record was. Again, I apologize. Uh, just me today. I'm sure you're tired of hearing my voice and what you could hear the back and forth between Nathan and I. Um, we will be back next week uh hopefully our, all of our schedules will be back to normal again we're in school figuring a lot of stuff out um i was taking a look at some of the statistics and overall we have 92 downloads of this podcast when you look at every episode uh i just want to personally say thank you we had this idea you know over the summer we nathan and i had been texting back and forth and uh at one point he just texted me and said uh, I, I can't say the word, but blank it. Let's just start a podcast. And that's what we did. And so we appreciate really anyone listening. We didn't think anyone would ever listen to this in a million years. I know we had audio issues to begin with. And, uh, you know, we're it's not like we're a cash money podcast and we're just picking all the winners. But we appreciate really anyone listening. Uh, again, if there are any good prop bets on Sunday or on days of games, uh, I... I Whoever wants to look at him will give out a little bit of a review. Again, uh, this is week six picks of FN Sports Bets. Uh, if you do want to rate or review on Apple Podcasts, please do that anywhere else. You can find us on anywhere where podcasts are streamed or listened to. I want to thank you all for listening and have a good week. Happy betting, and uh, we'll see you guys soon.